of Zion, the baptizing church. We love God's word. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Dilly Oshumakini. Well, I want to say a very beautiful good morning to everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished, this is not a regular service. As you can see, it's breakfast meeting. So we want to welcome all our guests, especially those who are coming for the first time. This is the baptizing church, um, a modern New Testament church existing in three locations in Lagos. This is a Maryland expression. We're also in Yaba and we're also in Lekki. So we welcome you this morning by the grace of God. My name is Dilosh Maginde and I'm going to be bringing the word of God this morning. So privileged. Amen. Genesis chapter number 11. While we're doing that, would you turn to your neighbor to the right and to the left and at least get to meet somebody, get to know who they are, ask them how they're doing. You might be seated next to the next president. And the best time to know the president is before he becomes president. After he becomes president, you can't be the president's friend again. Praise God forevermore. So imagine somebody sitting next to you in five years' time is going to be the president of Nigeria. You know, it will be bitter sound of regret. And you'll be like, wow, that day when I went to the baptizing church and he sat next to me. So meet somebody very well this morning. I appreciate them. At least two or three people. What is your name? What do you do? How are you? It's nice sitting next to you. Can I also request that all the officials please find their seat? I don't want anybody standing. Everybody should be seated, especially as we receive the word of God this morning. And I'm going to be very brief. When I say very brief, it might not be that brief. <laughs> so very brief is relative. But by the grace of God, we try to make it, you know, snappy. So that at least our breakfast will not be cold. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Please, I, I want to speak into God's purpose this morning. Genesis chapter number 11. So, did you see that video that they played? I know uh, for some people, maybe the video was a bit technical. Please, can I request that every baby be taken to the children's church? Please, I don't want any baby in the auditorium, please. Can we effect that right away now, please? Every baby, we have a children's church. And just drop them there. They are going to be fine. We have wonderful hands there. They will take care of your baby for you. Let's quickly do that in one minute. Please, I mean it. I don't want any baby in the auditorium. Thank you very much. Just drop the baby with their handlers in the baby's church. They'll be good. They'll be fine. Hallelujah. Brad Daly, I want you to come and sit there because I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> because what I want to talk about is your field. So I want to be looking at your face so that you can, you can be encouraging me. Please come and sit there. Praise God forevermore. Let's appreciate him. <laughs> He's one of the IT gurus. Did you see the video? How many of us saw that video? I know for some people it's very tech. Let me tell you some of the things they are saying in English. One of the things they are saying in that video is that a particular time will come, and now it has come, that you don't need to go to school to learn anything. That means it is possible for computer chips to be put in. In fact, they call it now brain net. So instead of internet, you now have brain net. And what is the meaning of that? That means it is possible, are you hearing me, to download surgery into somebody's brain. And without ever practicing medicine, the first time he will hand you a patient, he will do the surgery successfully without going to med school. Let me say it another way. Maybe this will help somebody. That it is possible for somebody not to go to pilot school. He's sitting behind at the cockpit of an aeroplane for the first time and he will fly the plane. All they need to do is to download something into his brain. By the time he enters into the cockpit, he will know what to do and he will fly it more 
I mean, accurately without accident, as if he's, he's been flying all his life. So that means education is about to be revolutionized. Imagine you don't need to go to school to be a lawyer. That means once, once you get to law court, please excuse my voice. What has happened to me is that um, I just came in from redemption camp. I've been preaching all weekend. On Friday, I did about nine hours of teaching nonstop. And yesterday, I did about 12 hours of teaching nonstop. <laughs> So, by the time I was coming this morning, my voice started telling me, you need to rest. But this is breakfast minute. We got to do this. Praise God forevermore. But you can hear me. So, if you cannot hear me, just understand that it's, it's my voice. But I try to, you know, speak. <laughs> Amen. And you can also be praying for me, if you love me. So, that means it's possible not to, and by the time you get to law court and you appear before the judge, everything about the law of that. Uh, let's say you are trying a, a criminal case now, you appear before the judge and as you're speaking, everything you need to speak will just be downloaded into your brain. And you just start saying it. Did you hear what they said also? That contact lenses now are connected to the internet. You know the implication of that? So somebody is doing a chemistry exam and they say what is photosynthesis or whatever or what is atomic mass. He doesn't need to know it. Once he blinks, the contact lens will bring it and he will just write it down. So that means we're about to witness the era of super genius who didn't go to school. They don't need to sit within the four walls of any classroom to get into what, that's what that video is telling you, that it is possible. As a matter of fact, I was telling them yesterday, there's now a train. Imagine there's a train now that is as fast as an aeroplane. <laughs> You can thank God this is Google age. As I'm talking, you can be Googling it. You say what this guy is saying. Uh, that means there's a train now that can take you from Lagos to London in five and a half hours. And it's train. And it's soundproof. You don't understand. And there's an airplane now that can take you from Lagos to London in one hour. The train is already commercialized, it's in Japan. That means if you are going to America, you enter that train. In another 11 hours, you'll be in America from Lagos. <laughs> what were I even saying about the airplane 21 years ago? Concord Jet almost fulfilled that. Because Concord could cover what a normal airplane could cover half of the time. So if you are flying Concord now from Lagos to London, in three hours you'll be in London. And that was 21 years ago. Why are we saying all this? Remember what we are talking about this morning is digital fate. The world is already heavily digitized. But some are believers are not ready for this digital revolution. We are seriously lagging behind. And that was why the, my video <clears throat> that they played, you see what I was saying there. Every believer at this point in time is a content provider. And if you don't know your responsibility as a 21st century believer, who is now in this era of e-commerce, digital economy, and whatever we call it, internet, dot-com bubble, whatever people call it, there is a responsibility. There is what is expected of us at this time. Things have changed. What we are saying is that by the time they commercialize some of these inventions, nobody will be going to university again. What do you want to go and do there? Because some of the things they teach you in the university were some of the things your lecturers learned in the 60s. So universities are preparing people for a world that doesn't exist again. But meanwhile, Anything that is digitized will tell you the state of the art of that particular field. So you know how to do surgery now. Know how they used to do surgery. And it's going to be done accurately. They've proven it in America. They've done it before. When they downloaded that brain net into somebody's head, who was just 18, who has never been to school, the guy entered a surgical room and performed surgery. And they rated the experience like, a, like someone who has been practicing medicine for 45 years. And that was his first time. And guess what? The guy who has been practicing medicine for about 25 years said, this guy did not even make any mistake at all. 
no mistake. And that is the beautiful thing about technology that you could get into those things without making any mistake. It's almost perfect. But where are we in the scheme of things? Look at Genesis 11. I'm going to describe certain things for us in Genesis 11 as I started talking about yesterday, and this is very important. Because we need to know where we are in the scheme of things. Now, the whole heart had one language and one speech. <clears throat> and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. And they said to one another, Come. I don't, I don't like it in the New King James Version. I want the Old King James Version. Because they used a language there that is funny. Please, can you give me the Old King James Version, that particular place? The New King James Version said, come. They didn't, I mean, there's a language they use there that is funny. What is that language? Can you read it for me? Go to. <laughs> what, what kind of English is that? Go to. Go to where? So they said what? Go to. Let us do what? Let us make break. So we can go back to the New King James Version now. So they said go to. Hallelujah. Let us make bricks and break them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone. They had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be spread abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came to see the city and the tower where the sons of men had built. And watch what the Lord said. That is the capability of technology. The Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down. And they are confused their language. That they might not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad. From, they are from over the face of the whole earth. And they cease from building. Therefore, the name of the place is called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of the Wolat, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the Wolat. Are you here this morning? Somebody say, I'm here. What is going on here? And I'd like you to write something down this morning because I believe the Holy Spirit will instruct us heavily this morning. Number one. Technology, especially the digital age, is set out to do one thing. To give the entire world one language and one speech. Did you see it there? Please, can you keep that scripture on the screen a little uh, time for me, please? This is very important. Now, the whole art had one language and one speech. Is there anyone on art today who doesn't understand .com? Is there anyone on the art today who doesn't understand Facebook, Instagram? Twitter, laptop, mobile phone. Whenever something significant is about to happen on the face of the earth, language will be aggregated. There will be one language. So what is the language we are speaking today on the earth? It's called the language of technology. It's one language. It does not matter whether you are African, American. Once today on earth, if I say mobile phone, if I say follow me on Instagram, if I say hashtag, you see, it's not clear to many of us that there's an agenda, that we're already speaking one language and there's one speech. <laughs> what happened in Babel is the setting for how technology evolved. It will first of all seek to aggregate and to give everybody a common language. Because without a common language, you cannot innovate. Hallelujah. Our IT gurus are here. Give me some of the tech language. Where's Brad Joseph? Tech language. Help me. How many IT people do we have in the house? You're an IT person. Give me one. Language of tech. You said? Java. Which one again? Common ones. Java is not common. Give me something common. AI. Antivirus. Thank you. You know before, if we say virus, what are you thinking of? <laughs> Kata. 
or malaria, it says it's got virus or HIV virus. But today, if you say that system has virus, what do you think is happening? Common language, one language, one speech. <laughs> Give me another one. Help me. I like that one, virus. That, that's more like it. Another one. App. App. <laughs> so, ask somebody, say, how many apps do you have on your phone? 20 years ago, if I look at you, I would say app. You are going to look at me and say, are you talking about app like Gabia or what? <laughs> but today, app, one language. What again? Give me another one. Download, upload, data, gigabyte. What do you think is happening? Babel is repeating itself again. But the beautiful thing about this is that, you see, after they successfully got to that point where there was common language, then you now begin to see the evolution of technology. What was the next thing they said they were going to do? Let us build. Just put that scripture on the screen, please. Let us build. What is the purpose of technology? The purpose of technology is always to build. But what led to that? They discovered a cheaper way of building. Before this time, people were using stone to build. But these guys discovered what? Please, bricks. Number one, it's cheaper to use bricks. And number two, it's faster to use bricks. That is always the purpose of technology, to make things available in such a way that they'll be cheaper and they'll be faster. So before now, look at it. People were using stone. So you go and gather stone. But these people say, we are no longer in this gathering era. Let us make use of brick. Let us burn them thoroughly. So instead of stone, we will start using brick. If you were told many years ago that you will not need to go to post office to post letter, you won't believe it. Ask your neighbors, when last did you go to post office? <laughs> if you were told that you can post a letter to America now, and on that one second, they can reply you. You know, before you will go to post office, go and post the letter. That is stone. <laughs> you will put stamp. There's a generation here that doesn't even know what stamp is. Stamp. You remember stamp? You saliva. You put it. Bam. <laughs> then you put it inside one box. Now we have inbox. <laughs> you put it inside one box. And, and before the postmaster will come gather it. Maybe by sea or by here, they will take it to America for you. After like six months, they will reply you. You take your key, you open your post office box. You know, as a young boy, my father left <clears throat> the post office box with me. It was, it was such a delight going to the post office. I will hold the key. I'll go there, open, expecting my letter. <laughs> I'll gather all the letters, you know, start sorting them out, giving to other family members who are using our post office. But now, Gmail, that is replacing stone with bricks. That is what technology does. Makes it better, makes it cheaper, makes it faster. And it's very innovative. So the moment they got the building block of another civilization right, they started building. Look at the second discovery. Before, people were using mortar, but they discovered asphalt. Look at it. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Is somebody there? Facebook forever has changed the way we communicate. Do you know before now, does it occur to you that you have not seen some people for five years? But it does appear as if you see them every day because of Facebook. <laughs> so mortar is becoming asphalt. Before, we never used to congratulate each other on our birthdays. So we don't even remember. <laughs> but now, everybody, on my birthday now, you see about 1,000 people. Happy birthday, PD. And in my mind, I'm like, where, where? I don't even know these people. 
Some of them I've not seen in 20 years. They don't even know where I am. They don't know whether I had that money. They don't even know whether I'm broke. But everybody, happy birthday. And you see some of them, they say, we love you. We love you. I'm like, you love me. Some of his sisters here met their husbands on Facebook. I used to think that thing was stupid. Until my cousin told me. And my cousin has got a very good wife in America. So we went to his house. And I'm like, by the way, how did you meet your wife? My cousin is a doctor in America. I said, on Facebook. I said, I repent. Because before, I used to think that was the most stupid thing. How can you just meet somebody behind a laptop? You don't even know who they are. And the next thing is that, hey, hi, hi. My name is Jane, you are Jack. Let's marry in October. And I mean, <laughs> so when my cousin told me the story, I had to repent. I said, Lord, I repent. Because he's a good wife and he's a byproduct of Facebook. <laughs> so even the way we love has been digitized. So there's now digital love. <laughs> And that's why you see all these sisters. It's called selfie. That's another word we're looking for. Selfie. Because people are selfish. <laughs> so selfishness now is now in vogue. So we now, we now twist it a little. So we call it selfie. Amen. So somebody takes phone. Something you could not imagine. Before, if you need a picture, you call a photographer. You know, they come. So that was mortar. So now there's asphalt. You just do like this. In fact, some of the phones, once it sees you, it has sensor. It will take the picture itself. Some of them have calmed down so that you can pose very well. Five, four. So as it's coming, you just look the other way. <laughs> so they won't know you are the one that took the picture. So... Uh, this thing has taught us all kinds of ashakasha that did not exist 20 years ago and, and, and is harsh fat being used to build instead of mortar. How about Instagram? That one is even worse. How about, how about which one again? Twitter. You see? Most people in our generation don't use Twitter because it takes a level of intellectualism to tweet. So they rather post picture than to post thoughts. But we are not abusing you. We are just telling us digits has changed everything about our lives. Think about it. When last did you see some people? But it does appear as if you see them every day because of Facebook. Like my friend, Pastor Tawole Moshe's birthday was some days ago. I can't remember the last time I saw Taiwo. Well, happy birthday, Pastor Taiwo. I even posted. Reverend Victor, I me. I can't remember the last time I saw Reverend Victor. But on his birthday, if you check my profile, I even did this picture. Happy birthday, Reverend Victor. God bless you. Thank you for being a blessing. <laughs> I begin to wonder, did you see Reverend Victor yesterday? No, maybe. I can't even remember the last time I saw him. Maybe over a year ago. So that is what we are talking about. Look at it again. Give it to us on the screen. You see where we are going. We are going somewhere. I want to show you something this morning. So they said one to another, let us make bricks, burn them thoroughly. So they discovered that once you burn bricks thoroughly, it's stronger than stone, it's faster than stone. So they had bricks for stone, they had asphalt for mortar. And once that technology, that discovery was made, the building block of a new, of a new civilization started. That is what IT does. Once amazing discoveries are made, building block for another civilization will become a normal thing. So what did they say? Look at it. Four things people do with innovation. They are captured in this story. Number one, people build. Brad Joseph, they build. They build harps. Start building. Because once you innovate and you, you discover a new way of doing things, you start using it to build other things. So they said, let us build. Let us build what? A city. <clears throat> I told the young people yesterday, in this age and time, 
if you're a businessman that is going to be what is or assault, you cannot just build a building. When you are building, please build a city. That means don't just have one business idea. Have several. This is the era in which one business idea doesn't work again. You see so many people carrying fight for five years, just one business idea. And the day you step into enter the dragon, or what, what is that? That that woman, dragon's den, that jollof rice woman that's trending on Facebook. The moment they say we can't help you, you become depressed. Because you are not building a city. You are building a building. I mean to tell your neighbor that you can't afford to just have one idea this time. It doesn't work that way. Life is too complex. And for you to just be one idea on your system. And every time they ask you, you say, this one idea, this one idea. All the mighty ideas that are working on the face of the earth now that are being built came out of several attempts. So don't think some people are super geniuses because of what they are doing. They've attempted several. It is in the process of attempting several. They come up with one. Because if you have a city... You know why city is important? You'll soon see. Even if a building should go down, that is not the end of the city. Over the weekend now, buildings burnt in Lagos Island. Is that the end of Lagos? Imagine that was the only building in the world of Lagos Island. That's the end. So if you look at your investment portfolio, if you look at what you are going about in life, can we find a city there? What you just have is a building. Because if it's just a building, that means you don't understand the spirit of the age. And because we are born again, our mind should start working at the frequency of the things of the spirit in such a way that we are very busy with so many things as the Holy Spirit is beginning to reveal things to us. We are not just doing one thing. You see, this is the time that you can't just afford to be just doing one thing. Yeah, one important thing, but spread across a lot of possibilities and dimensions. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you getting what we are saying so far? What was the second thing they do to build? Number one. Number two, they said, let us build a tower. So when people use technology to build, but they don't stop there, they tower on top of existing structures. Somebody say build. Number two, somebody say tower. What did Hubert do? Hubert did not just build. Uber towered. Uber did not have one taxi, but looked at existing way, an existing model of transport, and Uber towered on top of it. Amazon, until recently, did not have a single store anywhere that you can call Amazon. And yet, that is the biggest supermarket in the world. They started with books. Now they sell anything. As a matter of fact, it is the biggest customer-centric company in the world today. Their customer service is exceptional. You can't, you can't even match them when it comes to customer service. What have they done? They just towered. That means the lesson we are learning from Babel, if what we are building is going to attract the attention of God and man, is that you can't just build anyhow. You have to make sure what you are building towers on top of the rest of what other people are doing. Your effort must stand out. You see, life is too complex now that there's no room for mediocrity. It's as if mediocrity now is a sin. <clears throat> you do anything that is not significant nowadays, you will even regret you are doing anything. So nowadays, if you want to do anything, be very deliberate. Life is very complex now. There are cities everywhere. So if anybody is going to show up on the horizon, it must tower. <laughs> I know the beautiful thing about that is that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. <laughs> so that means even from the name of the Lord, we are receiving intelligence that look, why is Jesus' name higher than every other name? It towers above every other name. That is why if you say in the name of Jesus, things happen. So the Lord is saying, if that is my name and you are my people, how can you be doing me to level things on the face of that? Why can't you believe God for the order of Joseph where your idea is higher than that of the wise men of Babylon? Why, how did they receive the recommendation of Joseph? Joseph towered above what the wise men of Babylon could deliver. How about Daniel? 
in Babylon. Daniel towered. In fact, the towering posture of Daniel was so great that it was ten times better. <clears throat> so if believers can begin to deploy the resources of God in our spirit, it will amaze you what you can do. So let us build. Let us tower. That is what Amazon is doing. That is what. Let's look at the big five. Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Facebook. See, those five people, they are using this principle. They are building, they are towering, and they are using the next concept. So let us build, let us tower. Number three, let us make a name for ourselves. It's called super brand. Do you know Facebook is not the only resource in that category of Facebook? How many of you know there are several? Some of them came at, at the same time. I remember in those days, Badu and some other ones. They tried to also replicate Facebook. But how come today everybody is Facebook? It has made a name. So, look at me. A natural human being who is not serving the purpose of God on the face of the earth understood this principle. He built. He towers. He made a name for himself. But where he missed it, that you and I are going to get it, is the fourth thing they attempted to do. After they discovered that technology, they started building with it. They built cities. They were not satisfied. They said, we even need to tower. Because everybody is now copying these building technologies. Now, because once you discover a technology, after some time, it will become commonplace. So, I like, we can't stay at the level of building again. We need to tower. Before you know it, other towers are coming up. They say, we can't stay at that level. We need to make a name. Because they now realize that it's about a name. So, you want to buy something. The first thing that comes to your mind if you live abroad is Amazon. It's a name. You want to post your picture. You want to make people to know you are successful and you are doing fine. The first thing that comes to your mind is Instagram. It's a name. There are other sites. But Instagram made a name. Google. If I say discombobulation, the next thing you do is to bring out your phone. You want to Google it. What did this guy just say? Why Google? There are other search engines. That's what people don't know. There are so many of them. As, I mean, there are so many of them, but somehow Google made the name. In fact, people now look at you and say, did you Google it? Some people call it Google. <laughs> but look at this. Google is not as accurate as the Holy Spirit. Google can search some things, but the Spirit searches all things. But you see, how I wish believers can use the spirit as their search engine. But Google has shown us what man is capable of doing without God. So the society is now waiting for you and I to show them what can be done with God. It's called making a name. Look at the fourth thing they now wanted to do. Whenever technology is in the hand of the ungodly, they will fulfill these first three layers but before you can say Jack Robinson, they will attempt to introduce the fourth one to it. God said, spread across the entire heart. They said, we are not spreading, we are going up. That means technology in the hand of the ungodly is rebellion against the purposes of God. God created human being in his own image and likeness, right? Do you know technology also has attempted to create human beings? As a matter of fact, they've created human beings. Just that people don't know. So God said, in my purpose, go horizontal. Technology said, no, we are going vertical. And God came down. God said, whenever you want to use technology to circumvent my purpose, I will come down. <laughs> You want to know how soon the second coming of Jesus is. Look at the trends in technology. Because by the time they are able to make a human being who is a super genius, who will not need to go to school, 
That means education will no longer be fair. And I don't think Jesus is going to wait for that time before he comes. Because what will happen is that if that should be successfully prosecuted, we will not have normal human beings on the face of the earth again. Somebody might be seated next to you, it's half man and half machine, and you don't know. You will not know at the wedding night that the guy is not a normal human being. I don't think Jesus is going to wait for that. So when God said, saw how, where technology was going, the Bible said God came down to see what they are doing. God said, interesting. So this is what artificial intelligence is. Have you watched the movie, I, Robot? <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't see what that guy said. A time will come, your car will be arguing with you. Now we drive cars normally now. You are the one driving I say, I want to go to GRA. Your car will say, you are not taking a Korodu road. And if you argue with it, it will say, Mr. Baribo, be careful. Because if you, any other argument, I will shut down. <laughs> you don't understand. Your car will have emotion. You come in, your car will tell you, did you fight your wife this morning? <laughs> you are multi man, and if you don't change these containers, I won't take you to work. And he'll say, I'm shutting down now. And initializing shutting down process before your eyes. Say, until you smile, I won't boot again. <laughs> if the foil level of your car is low, and you are coming out on Mr. Biggs, your car will say, You just head, so are you not going to feed me? The thing you are the only one that knows how to eat. Okay, if you don't buy fuel at the next available station, I'm going on strike. <laughs> we are laughing, but that is what that video is telling us. Let me give you one. I think Daily and Brother Joseph, the name just disappeared. They can relate to this. I don't want to mention the name of the company. One of these five that I mentioned, one of them. Because why I don't want to mention the name is that I don't know whether it's okay to say it publicly. Because there's digital hate anywhere now. You can say something now and they might sue you. So one of them, that is safe. I didn't mention the name of any, did an experiment with AI. In that experiment, they created a human, an AI machine. That is exactly 100% human. That is capable of reason, reasoning, capable of making conclusions and inferences, and capable of replying you on any matter. That means if that guy were to be in your house and you are like, hey, buddy, what is going on in Lagos? He will tell you. And you, he can argue with you. He can look at you and say, you are stupid. When you are stupid, they will tell you you are stupid. And you can also look at it and say you are stupid. And he will argue, say, yes, I'm stupid. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. You know it's almost 100% human. And you know, for it to work, they needed to feed a soul into it. Because it can't work without a soul. Because that is what makes us humans. You know, soul, our will, our mind, our emotions. So they thought, this company thought, how do we feed a soul into this system? You know what they, they said? Let's feed everything on Twitter as a soul. So that means everything you and I have tweeted over the last 15 years, they fed it into it as its consciousness. Within five minutes, that machine became racist. You don't understand. He just said, the problem with this world are Mexicans and blacks. People don't understand what we are saying. Because I'm about to hit the message now. You see where we are going. So, 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 what do you think happened? When that machine analyzed every data on Twitter that became his consciousness, he realized that many more people in the world are racists. So he just accepted because he will process every data, everything everybody had posted, and he will now draw conclusion from interpreting those data. He just said, the problem with this world are black people. That means over the years, people have been tweeting tweets that suggest that black people are the problem. He picked it. And you cannot, in fact, they tried to persuade him. They said, no, it's not. He said, it's black people. You can't tell me nonsense. Black people are bad. Black people are backward. Black people, black. you know what? 
the, the company had to shut it down. I ask you a question. If that machine today they put into its consciousness the tweets of every believer in Nigeria, what do you think the machine will be saying? It will just be like church in Nigeria is confused. Church in Nigeria is divided. They don't even know what they are saying. Even grace, there are about 10 versions. The guy will say, I don't think church is for a 21st century man because even church is not objective. They cannot agree on anything. Away with church. That's what he was saying. If a feminist, a feminist, those who are promoting feminist agenda, are the ones tweeting the most. What do you think the machine will be saying? We say, Kosokunri Mose. I mean, you see, that was an eye opener. Imagine that capability. So, what is the message here? The name of the game for the believer in digital age is infiltration. We must infiltrate the system. That means when a machine was made, he did not see enough gospel in it for he to say black people are blessed. So if they feed the consciousness into another machine, everything that is on your Facebook and they want to describe you. That machine wants to describe you as an individual. What will they say about you? Because every time you're on Facebook, it's selfie you are posting. You have never said anything about Jesus. So, so with all the believers we have in the world, all that agenda are more popular than the Christian agenda. That's what the machine is saying. Because if more believers posted powerful and wonderful thoughts on social media, the machine will pick it. So by not tweeting your testimony, by not telling your story on social media, you are by default promoting the Antichrist agenda. Some people are seated here today. You have never posted anything that was of kingdom significance. Every time you post, it's selfie. The machine doesn't see selfie now. It doesn't mean anything. It just, it, as far as the machine is concerned, we just interpret selfie as a sociable and a nice guy. But it cannot make any good statistical deduction based on your post that you, you, you went to zoo in Ibadan and you're now taking selfie with an elephant. What, what does that mean? Significantly. <laughs> In fact, you know how he's going to interpret. Say, elephants are nice. They are now taking selfies with people. <laughs> because people taking selfies with elephants doesn't make any significant news. But elephants taking selfies with people. That's good news. Did you know that was what happened in iRobot? That iRobot, that last robot, now started thinking by itself. So you can't shut it down. See, it's about to happen again. So if it happens, see. And that's why I say, look at the last thing they said. They said, let us not spread across the face of the earth. That means after they built this technology, just that this run I gave now, and they deployed the AI of that day. The AI of that day said, it doesn't make sense to spread. Let us go up. You know why? At this time, there was no believer on the earth feeding the purposes of God into the intelligence of this AI. So he started moving in a direction that is diametrically opposed to the purposes of God. It's amazing how many powerful things IT can do if believers are the ones behind it. But if unbelievers are the ones behind it, it's also amazing what they are capable of doing. That is what Revelation 13 is telling us. That at the end time, digital age will come. It will be the greatest opportunity for the church, but it will also be the greatest opportunity for the emergence of the Antichrist. So it's up to us. You know what saved the day here? And it is the same thing that will still save the day. 
unknown to them, God had an investment in that system. They didn't know. Brother Joseph, they imagine God did not have any investment in that system. What do you think will happen? What was the investment of God in that system? Language. <laughs> so the moment God showed up and put the language block, that was the end. <laughs> God said you could have created mortar, you could have created bricks and asphalt, but you didn't create language. You, 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 uh, does that just flew over somebody's head? So, in order for God to stop this operation, did you, did you hear what God Himself said? God said, This is what they have started doing. It will be difficult to stop them. Even God Himself said, The way IT is going, <laughs> if the purposes of God is not fed into it, it will be difficult to stop it. Can, can we read together what God said? Please. Please. And the Lord said, let's read together. Everyone go. And the Lord said, indeed the people are one. And they have one language. <laughs> Come and read that part again. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. God himself said so. God himself acknowledged how powerful technology can be. God said, look at what they've started doing. A time will come, you will not be able to stop them. I mean, a time will come, you might not even need to sleep with a man to have a baby. Technology will make it happen. It has gotten to a level now. What do they call it now? That people go to do abroad. You know it. Do you know there are superior technology beyond IVF now? Not yet commercialized. Did you hear what that guy said? That they're already growing liver. Body part in the lab. That means if you need, or unlike those in Asia selling their kidney, you don't need to sell it again. In the lab, we can grow a kidney for you. And we will remove the one there and put a new one there. <laughs> if they can grow kidney, they can grow brain. They can grow windpipe. Tell me that one day they will not be able to grow a, a normal human being. The truth is that these things are already happening, but they are not yet commercialized. Because of laws, because of the restraining factor of the Holy Spirit, they are not yet made public. But the problem is this. So, God now to say, the only way is that, let's remove the language factor. Look at me. God just gave you an eye. In that equation, please, please stop, please stop, please. He just gave you an eye in that equation. The power of language. Exactly what happened at Babel was what God repaired on the day of Pentecost. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? That means God is saying the language of people of faith is the greatest asset on earth. That means the most powerful thing on earth is your speaking in tongues. And not just speaking in tongues. How you interpret those tongues and you put what you are saying on social media. Let, let me show us again. In just about five, ten minutes. How, how this works. This is beautiful. FOJ, imagine for one second. That there was no Joseph in Egypt. Because I've told us the name of the game is infiltration. Why did God send Joseph to Egypt? God knew a time will come, Egypt will become the world power. That means whatever happened in Egypt will affect the whole world. And if God's man is not there to feed into the consciousness of Egypt, the purpose of God, Egypt will go through that rhythm, that season of years of abundance. But that will be the end of Egypt. Because there will be no God's man there to tell them famine is coming. That is how AI works. You see, it will see the years of abundance and it will go for it. But Joseph was the one that was feeding the consciousness of God into that system. So if you call it that Egypt was treating, Joseph was treating too. <laughs> so it came to pass when that artificial intelligence, which is called the economy blueprint Joseph gave to them, was deployed. He could pick the statistics and data of Joseph. 
Because Joseph's tweet towered above what the Egyptians had to offer. We have the best story. We have everything, but we are not using it to promote the cause of Christ. That is why believers are not taking advantage of the digital age. Look at you and I. You see, even your testimony alone on Twitter, on Facebook, you think people are not reading? It will amaze you how many people you can influence. I met somebody recently, a brother, and he told me, he said, I'm an homosexual, a brother. And as people were asking him, how did you get into it? He said, I did not even know anything, what it looked like, until I started going on the internet. And some homosexuals, LGBT community, were sharing their testimonies, how they enjoy it and whatever, and its interest became activated. How about if we were to be believers who were delivered from me sharing their testimonies? It won't go near it. So that means online now, there's more data for homosexual than against homosexual. Because even believers who are delivered from me don't share their testimonies there. So people don't have material. There's no data. So if AI is deployed in that regard, it will favor homosexuality. That is why Joseph is called, he sent a man before them. Because before the mark of the beast, there's the mark of Christ. How can Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo be the most popular person on social media in the world today? The most popular preacher on social media in the world today is T.D. Jakes. He's not part of the first 50 people who are influencers on social media. The most popular pastor in Nigeria today on social media is Baba Deboe. Davido has more people. Davido has over 5 million. Baba Deboe altogether is about 1 million. That means if Davido should sneeze, he influences more people than a patriarch in the church. So that means if AI is deployed to say, should we go to church or go to Davido's concert? Because, you see, we are laughing now. A time will come, it will be e-government. This is how government decisions will be made. They will just look at data. And young people will say, we would rather go to stadium and listen to Davido. And, the, the thing, and this AI is not, it's not Christian. It's neutral. It is wherever he's feeding his consciousness, he will gravitate towards. So if, if the church is not consciously riding on this wave, other agenda will ride on it, and they're already riding on it. Imagine somebody that did not know anything about homosexuality just happened on a video, and he got hooked. Ask your neighbors, when last did you tell your story online? Come on, talk to your neighbor and say, what did you, what did you post the last time you posted? Gaga, I tell your friends, the last time you posted, what did you post? Selfie. Let me give you another one, and we close with this. Daniel in Babylon. So this Babel we are reading did not die, resurfaced again in Daniel, the same operation. Look at that AI again. That AI woke up one morning, and he said, religion is becoming a menace in this society. For the next 30 days, nobody should pray. Oh, you don't understand what we are saying here. This is, this is how the war system is. You think it won't happen in Nigeria? Watch out. And nobody should break. Ah, Daniel said, nobody should break it. <laughs> Daniel opened his window as I pray. Because he's artificial intelligence, like, like Joseph's case, he doesn't know Joseph, he doesn't know Pharaoh. It is whoever is given a superior story that he will follow. Imagine Joseph was there as one weakling when he stood before Pharaoh. He was just like uh, uh, saying story, like, like posting selfie. <laughs> that, that would be the end of Abrahamic story. That was why Daniel was there. You see, when they were going to Babylon, have you noticed? Some of the prophets started prophesying. They were like, no, don't say the Lord, you are not going to go to Babylon. Jeremiah rose up. He said, you will go there. Not only are you going to go there, you will spend 70 years there. Marry, build houses, seek the peace of that country. In the prosperity of that country, you will prosper. You know what God was saying? God was saying, major 
heart-rendering decisions are about to be made from Babylon. I need my people there. So thank God for infiltration. How did Daniel enter into that system? He went through their school. He, he read their literature. And Daniel now said, ah, by the time they deployed the AI of Babylon to rate intelligence, Daniel was ten times better. Look, that means it is an insult that unbelievers are the ones trending on social media when what we carry is ten times better. Is that not an insult? Our story is more valuable. What we have is better. But you see, we are not taking advantage of what we... Imagine they tested them. So from that day, that AI said, it is Daniel we are going to be listening to. Because <laughs> we've never seen this kind of intelligence before. And guess what? What is the source of that intelligence? Holy Spirit. What was the source of that intelligence in Joseph? Holy Spirit. In fact, it came to pass, even Pharaoh acknowledged it after Joseph spoke. He said, can we find such a man as this? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. That was Holy Spirit before Jesus, before the cross, before the blood, before Pentecost. Look at how Holy Spirit practically positioned people. Now, with all our tongues, what have you done? Or you think the Holy Spirit is just praying in tongues? What content have you provided? What stone have you turned to brick? What mortar have you turned to asphalt? Very soon, believers will be abusing Asura, will be abusing Buhari. It's not about Buhari, it's about you and I. Because if you have something at the level of Joseph, you stand before Pharaoh now. And you can influence Pharaoh. Because the economic blueprint, the dream of Pharaoh was a bad economic model. If Joseph did not stand with Pharaoh, if Pharaoh implemented his dream, that would be the end of Egypt. So in this era, it's not about a good president or a bad president. It's about good, solid Christians who have infiltrated the system. And like I told them yesterday, you, you get into a system like a brother, they employed him in Shell. <laughs> he got into his office the first day. No, no, it was not Shell. It was, it was Microsoft. He got into He didn't know that sound and cameras are everywhere. They can hear what you are saying and they're also looking at you. Those things are installed. You won't even see them. He got into his office. He was like, shaka, kaka, kaka, praise God, hallelujah. I got this job. And the land supervisor was looking at him. He quickly called He said, that new employee is mad. Please, he's insane. Quickly take him for psychology and that was how he lost the job. Thank you, Jesus. And they were looking at him and they were like, What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> because we don't understand infiltration. When you get into offices like that, don't even join the Staff Christian Fellowship. Mm -mm. Because it's, it's religion they are doing there. You say, I'm now here, so where, where, where is Christian Lunch Fellowship? Don't join them. Let them not know who you are. It is called Operation Esther. You get there, you're like, where are the Christians there? <laughs> We're going to be praying every 12 o'clock. What, what are you praying about? <laughs> what is the purpose of God for that organization? Imagine Joseph in prison said, let's hold hands. He said, you bought and baker, you are not one of us. Go. You will exclude the opportunity to interpret their dreams. Because your religiosity will scare them away. Meanwhile, you are in that prison because of them. Do you think everybody knew Joseph was a grandson of Abraham? He didn't know. He was just there. Until the day he stood before Pharaoh. Until the day his brother now came into Egypt. He now said, guys, you meant it for evil. God meant it for good. God sent me ahead of you. Imagine before Pharaoh. You were like, I'm a man sent. God has sent me ahead of you. You just be like, who is this one? What is he talking about? Joseph kept those things in his heart. You know, at times we talk too, we talk too fast. We reveal our identity too fast. Uh, Chris, uh, 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 share Christian fellowship. Don't join them. Let them make you MD first. And you know the reason why they will make you MD? They will not know you are a Christian. Ah, they will have made you empty. You will now be like, this thing that is going vertical, we are pulling it horizontal now. 
Because that is the purpose of the cross. The cross of Jesus is what integrates all that is horizontal and all that is vertical. So when people are going vertical and the purpose of God is horizontal, they give you an opportunity for the message of the cross. Our breakfast is getting cold now. And your mouths are watering. You want to eat. I want to eat too. So let's close. FOJ, imagine, IJ, everybody, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, that there was no Daniel in Babylon. So by praying at the time they said you should not pray, Daniel landed in Lion's Den. To show that the intelligence of God is even respected by animals. Immediately Daniel landed there. The lion said, Ah, you are one of us. You are from Judah. He said, Our boss is the lion of the tribe of Judah, so we can't eat you. <laughs> he said, But because you have not received the mark of the beast, you have the mark of Christ. So your own mark is sowing and reaping. So we will sow you. <laughs> so that harvest of more people. <laughs> and the king came in the morning. That is how we infiltrate the system. And he said, Daniel, servant of the Most High God. And Daniel came out. He said, long live, O king. I'm still here. God shot the mouth of the lions. Then harvest time came for those lions. He said, everybody that attacked Daniel, throw them here. And lions said, harvest has come. This guy is truly a man of God. <laughs> how about the other one? One day the king got angry again. Said, "Nobody again. I'm, I'm going to do music. I'm going to do this. Everybody must bow. And if you don't bow, you're born." Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego stood. Because these guys were ruling the world at their time. This was Cyrus, Darius, Artaxerxes, very brutal and wicked kings. But God said, it does not matter who is in control of technology. Once my people are there, there's already infiltration. And their password is language. They, they eat the fire seven times over. <laughs> Those guys went in. And the guy was looking at them. He said, did we not throw three men there? So I can see the fourth man. And you know why fire couldn't burn them? Our God is a consuming fire. So the real fire showed up in the midst of fire and said, guys, let's just relax. It is our nature. They can't burn us. You can't touch this. And what happened? They came out and not one strand of the hair burned. You, you use candle for your hair. You, you will smell like bushmeat. You, <laughs> you, you will not know why bushmeat smell the way they smell. It's because of the hair in their body. Because the day you burn your hair, you just by did anybody bring bushmeat in there? Because that smelling like Imagine people in fire and that did not happen. That is what God has called you and I to do. The last statement I'm making. Go back to Genesis 11. Did you get something this morning? It's part of my voice. I've tried. My voice is saying it is time. Don't overuse me because I will shut down. I have artificial intelligence. <laughs> in the midst of all this, you know the beautiful thing about this story. In the same chapter, in the same place, God now said, whenever Babylon is trying to do his own thing, my way of infiltrating, please, please listen to this. Don't miss me here because this is the meat of the message. My own way of infiltrating is to inaugurate a faith project. It was in the same chapter that God now started the story of Abraham. By the time you turn to chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, that means he said to him in chapter 11, somewhere there. So after the fall of Babylon, after that civilization crashed, God now said, the, the best way to infiltrate and to tell my story is that I will give somebody on the face of the earth a faith project. I'll keep him on the faith lane. And in that faith project, the summary of that project is that unlike this city that fell, the summary of the faith project will now be, it will now start looking for a city that has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. You saw the city man attempted to 
built. What happened? It crashed. God now said, the only way you can find that city, these people are trying to find, is to stay on the faith lane. Because on the faith lane, you will get a city that has foundation. Why did Babylon crash? The foundation is not Christ. Why we so many things believers are tempted to do today also crash? It's not founded on Christ. Abraham now started looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Because that is the only city that will stand and nothing can destroy. So I hope I've made sense this morning to show you that as a believer, what you're sought today, you must be a content provider. You must tell your story. You must share your views. Don't say, I don't have anything to say. Because AI is coming. And whatever we post or we don't post, we influence decisions in the days to come. Because that is where data will be captured from. God bless you. Thank you very much. For more online messages, check us out at www.soundcloud.com forward slash TVC Mainland.